the triple option back this week. We're going to talk more March Madness. Now we have the final four teams selected. Do a little reaction to the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games. See what our brackets look like. I'm pretty sure, I'm not positive because Kurt's the bracket master, but I'm pretty sure they're ugly. Curtis? I mean, maybe your brackets are ugly. Ouch. I'm pretty sure Mike's are just as ugly. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I still could get in the money in our pool. Well, they can't be that ugly then. I mean, if you're going to win money, I feel like you can't use the word ugly. Well, I mean, I'm going to lose money in the end because I have two brackets in, which I'll never do again, by the way. But I could at least get my money back for one bracket. Well, I guess there's worse situations. Yeah, like yours. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That hurts. How's our podcast bracket doing then? Not good. Really? I thought it was doing all right. It was, but we got kind of obliterated in the Elite Eight. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. We had a number of teams that probably should have won that ended up losing. Like Ohio State. All right, well, I mean, it's not bad. It's in the 71st percentile. Louisville's our champion, but that's all we get for points because Miami was in our title game. Fair enough. How's your bracket doing? I know you wanted to brag about it. I mean, the Final Four was the same as our podcast bracket, but since I did better in the earlier rounds, I'm still in the high 90s. Oh, that's pretty impressive. You know, based on our picks that we made last week for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight game, you know, we did a pretty good, solid job in the uh, South bracket. I think we called Miami, but there were extenuating circumstances in that Marquette win. They were missing a big to an injury. And then Larkin and I think one other guy in the backcourt had the flu, was up all night just trying to keep their dinner down. So them getting blown up by Marquette ended up being that big of a surprise. And we we were all on Syracuse beating IU. Got that right. Mike said that he was begrudgingly taken, so he should begrudgingly get only part of the credit. No, I'm taking all the credit. That's how this works. That's not how this works. <laughs> and I, did one of you take Florida Gulf Coast? Blair? <laughs> Hey, they, uh, they didn't they cover they covered the spread, didn't they? They didn't lose by thirteen. I'm not sure how much they lost by. I feel like it was just under thirteen. Like twelve. Yeah, it was it was just right <laughs> under, but it, I you know what? I, that first the first ten minutes of that game, I felt great. I know. And then apparently you were talking some trash. I was talking some trash. <laughs> that was more just to make you nervous. No, it was just to make him nervous, but I don't know. It's really surprising to me. Granted, I think Florida maybe. Uh, you know, I guess this is part of our bracket because Mike and I picked Georgetown, but Florida is up there with Georgetown, and they didn't have a problem with Georgetown. And I, it's really confusing that they. I'm sure Georgetown kind of they lost by a lot more or whatever, but they had moments where they probably came back, and Florida Gulf Coast just kept going. And it's just surprising to me. That it seemed like Florida Gulf Coast rolled over, and it's even more surprising to me. Granted, I think it's different when you see Florida Gulf Coast on the jerseys as opposed to Michigan, but then Mich- Florida looked like they rolled over against Michigan. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely two different teams. Florida played Gulf Coast and played Michigan. But I think Michigan was just on a roll. Momentum from big win over Kansas. Still not sure how that happened. Watching it with Mike. Sit there and yeah. I, pull, I called it with like three or four minutes left in the game. Well, if anyone can come out of this hole, it's Michigan. And then they did it. You were pretty upset, if I recall. I I was, because 40 of the teams in this tournament would have beaten Florida where they played in the Elite Eight game. I, you know, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's as good as gone, but I hope Burke leaves because as amazing as he's a play, I don't want him in the Big Ten anymore. 
Yeah, I don't see any way he stays. Do you think, I know that Kurt was asking you about this. Are any of the IU guys going to stay? Zeller should. I think he should, too. Uh, I don't remember what Twitter account I was uh, following, but he came on and said the same things that we have, that he's just not physical enough. Yeah, I mean, he's going to look a lot like his brother, who struggled with the Cavs this year. Yeah. But people always draft size. Well, I think he'll still go high just because of the talent. I'm just, I, I think that Kurt wasn't you was telling me that they were, I sent you have IU fans in your family saying that they thought that the they were going to come back and try and put together one more run. Yeah, but I think that's just them being optimistic. I mean, when both of them per- participated in senior day activities, that's when I kind of knew that they were going to leave. Well, it's just it's a tough tournament to win. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're the best team. Is this where we rub in some smack about IU giving Purdue credit when they weren't healthy and then IU couldn't get any further anyway, even though they were healthy? Sweet 16 rings, man. <laughs> Are those better or worse than Buffalo rings? Well, they have to be worse. Like, that's... You're congratulating yourself on getting 16th place. <laughs> hey, it takes just as many wins. Forget the fact that you're playing a 16 seed. Good lord. All right, so moving over to the Midwest region then... I think we all got Louisville over Oregon, and we were all kind of wishy-washy on the Duke-Michigan State game. Some question of whether Appling was going to be healthy, and so I think two of us ended up taking Duke, but we all expected it to be a pretty good game, and it was. Duke ended up winning by 10, but it was closer than that for most of the game. Appling had a decent game, 16 points, four turnovers though to no assists, but ultimately it was pretty much the game that we thought it would be. You know, It was one of the better games of the tournament, and I think... Duke came out of there beat up enough that it really showed in the second half of the Louisville game. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it, that bracket was kind of as expected. I mean, obviously, Appling wasn't 100%, but I don't know if it would have made a difference. I mean, it was a good game. Ten points is pretty solid margin at the end, and Appling scored well. So, I mean, I don't know if throwing in a few assists there would help. Yeah, I mean, my understanding of the way that game ended... Duke was up by four or five and stretched it to ten based on free throw shooting at the end. Fair enough. So, so maybe a couple less turnovers. That game is tied with a couple minutes left, and you know it's anyone's ball game at that point. But it, it sounds like he was in good enough shape that it, it didn't affect the game. I didn't know this, but uh, one of the Twitter accounts I follow is uh, like ESPN Stats and Info, and I think Coach K now is like nine and one against. Izzo in the tournament or something like that, or all time, and I was unaware of that. Yeah, I remember seeing a stat something like that: eight and one, nine and one. Yeah, and I think I think that's all time, not not tournament. Yeah, I I thought about that when I was saying it, but I was pretty surprised. Kind of hard to think of anybody getting the best of Izzo. I don't know if anyone's gonna do it. Duke. Yep. Were you guys surprised at all by the Louisville Duke game? We've talked about it a little bit. I mean, I I I really thought that Duke and Michigan State was gonna be physical, which I think it was. And I just figured, you know, you can. I guess you can say that if Duke was able to be physical and slow down Louisville, maybe they get a chance. But after watching Louisville in the, the opening few games, I just figured they were too fast. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. It seemed like Louisville. That injury really threw that game for a loop. I saw the injury, unfortunately. Blair, you said you had not. I have. I've seen clips now of it, unfortunately. Not like a close-up view, but I've seen him fall to the ground now. I would say that it's the worst injury that I've watched. The previous holder of that title being Willis McGahee. The McGahee one is the one I instantly thought of just because of the replays. I've talked to some older people, parents and stuff, and they think of uh, Joe Theismann 
I, I don't yeah. I don't know that one, but that's the one I hear as well. And the one I remember yeah. is Michael Bush when he did it at Louisville. I didn't the see same, that one. Almost the same exact injury. The Kevin Ware thing was one of the most horrific things I've seen in a basketball game ever. Like, you expect that kind of stuff in football, as horrible as that is. But in basketball, you don't expect someone to just come down like that and their leg snaps snaps snap. Yeah. It, it Again, the clips I've seen are from the other side of the court, and you just see them collapse, and they kind of blur it out or whatever. But the thing that gets me is just the reaction of everyone pretty much in the the court or on the court. Apparently his teammates were, like, vomiting and crying afterwards. Yeah, that's some of the clips I saw. It was horrible. Do you think it—I mean, obviously it changes Louisville's roster makeup. Do you think that it hurts them? That's a good question because I was thinking, you know, when it happened, a lot of people were saying, I don't know how you respond, and, and they come out and really just put the game out of reach. So I'm, I don't know. Like, part of me thinks that there might be an emotional high because uh, I've seen some tweets about it, and he said, you know, a broken bone is pretty much the best case scenario there because bones heal pretty easily. It's good that it wasn't ligaments and stuff. And so he's on crutches, he's had surgery, and he might even be back for the final four just to, to sit on the bench. And I, I think that might be one of those things where they don't suffer a letdown they get a nice little boost here in these last two games yeah it's possible for like the first five or six minutes after the injury everyone on the court looked terrible and i don't see how you wouldn't i mean you're just yeah i agree after you see that you're gonna be just nervous as someone who was rooting for louisville in that game i wasn't comfortable with where things were at that point and he got hurt and the next couple minutes were just like oh wow this this could get really ugly I mean, they were missing free throws off the front end of the iron. They're nearly airballing three-point shots. It, it was not good. They went on like a 10-4 to 4 run, something like that, to end the first half. They had a three-point lead, and this came out and just ran over them. I did like that his first tweet after the surgery and everything was, I, saw I actually tweet. should have blocked that shot. Oh, sorry. I thought I didn't know that was his first one. I saw the one that said, I'm coming back before Derrick Rose. <laughs> also Wait, good that was an actual tweet he tweeted that that's awesome yeah i like the kid a lot more for that sort of response yeah i don't know how you can't but i kind of agree with you they'll kind of get that boost from it i mean he was a good player but yeah i think it would be different if it was not to say this wasn't a serious injury but something more devastating like to his longevity not to say that this couldn't hurt him but again as i said they you know doctors and stuff were tweeting or people were retweeting what doctors' opinions were, and a broken bone is is really the best case scenario because you reset it and it heals, as opposed to him like tearing his ACL. Yeah, he uh, is he a senior, junior? That I sophomore. Didn't, sophomore. Okay, so he's going to be back. Like it's not yeah. like he's a senior and he'll never play again. Yeah, the question is, is just going to come back next year? You know, because he's going to miss minimum eight or nine months probably. Redshirt next year. I think that's just fine, actually. But yeah, when I first saw it. At first, I was worried since I picked Louisville as my champion. Wow. No, I mean, but like the way the players were reacting and everything, it made it sound like he was a major contributor. The kid doesn't even score five points a game. So I think it's, I agree with you guys when you get, when you say that it's going to be a boost for the team rather than a detriment. Yeah. It's something to rally behind. Yeah. I mean, if anything, that's got to speak to the coaching of Patino to be able to have that happen, which, I mean, Mike said is one of the more gruesome or the one of the most gruesome things he's ever seen on a basketball court and him being able to get them to not only refocus and win a game, but run Duke out of the, off the court. Yeah, it was pretty impressive, especially considering Curry had no points. I believe it was in the first, first half. And he went off in the second half, at least early. 
Yeah, I think he had like, what was it, 15, 18 points in the second half? Yeah. And despite that, they still outscored them by like 20 points in that half. That might be the most dominant victory we've seen uh, from the standpoint of opposite, the talent on the opposite side of the court from you this this playoff. Maybe, yeah, that's, may, that's pretty fair. Maybe not in totality, yeah, but I mean, the, at least the half, the most dominant half we've seen. I, yeah. I agree. All right, so moving down to the West region, I think, were we all in the Explorers? No, I was. No, I think Mike took the Shockers. I did take the Shockers. All right, so you, you took the Shockers. I think we were all pretty much on the fence with this, and I don't remember the final score, but I want to say Wichita State pretty much led start to finish. Yeah, I don't think it was ever close. I think they were just the better team. Then the bottom of that region, we called Ohio State over Arizona, and we were obviously wrong about taking Ohio State out of that region. I feel like we, I mean, we did call it right. I feel like we nailed it because, Kurt, you and I were both thinking about Arizona and not, I mean, Ohio State wins on what, a buzzer-beating three or a three with a second left? Right, right. It was a very, very good game, and that missed three would have made it an overtime game, so it would have been in anybody's game. So, I mean, we pretty much seemingly nailed that one spot on. But I don't think anyone thought Wichita State would just dominate them. Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, it was actually fun to watch as a Big Ten fan who's not a Buckeye. I mean, I was rooting for the Big Ten through this tournament, but it's nice to see the big boys get theirs. Yeah, I'm there with you. I was actually rather surprised because uh, in watching the first half, I feel like Ohio State got themselves into trouble. They were, you know, Wichita State got up a few points, and then Ohio State seemingly kind of panicked and would come down and shoot a three, and then it would be over. And Deshaun Thomas, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to argue with him taking any shot, but you had, like, Kraft come down and take a three, and I was why is he shooting that? Yeah, he definitely tried to shoot them back into it and really hurt them in the end when they were making a rally. Yeah, I was surprised to see the lack of discipline at points in that game. It's not like they haven't trailed season but that's kind of the way they were acting i'm right there with you i was really surprised about that as well okay well that just about sums up the picks that we made last week so now let's look at the actual sweet 16 and elite eight games which game i think su- did surprise you the most it has to be wichita state right uh you know i would say maybe i don't know with the how ugly ohio state played in the previous two rounds i mean i thought they'd win but i don't i want to say it's like super shocking that game was a blowout until like four minutes left. Okay, yeah, that is surprising. I was going to go with Michigan-Florida, actually. Yeah, Michigan got all over them, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it was... I think Michigan started the game out on a 13-0 run, and I I thought Michigan... Like 17 Yeah, I thought Michigan would win, but I, I figured it would be a decently close game that was just going to go back and forth, and it just really was never a contest. I think they just came out and smacked them in the face, and then Florida just doesn't have the offense catch up to that yeah i actually got to watch a good chunk of that game and uh some of the broadcasters saying that i guess florida is a team predicated on on efficiency they defend really well and they get out and run but trey burke's the best point guard in the country so they don't turn the ball over in michigan speaks to their talent i think somebody on the podcast said something about that oh i wonder who that was i think it was kurt since his brackets in the high 90 percentile (laughs) i'm actually gonna claim that one Yes, he actually said that Michigan would go out early. You know, I actually agreed with Mike and when he said that they were one of the most talented teams in the field. I just didn't think that they were going to be able to put it together game after game after game like they have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. consistency had to be your biggest fear. And they are one of the most inconsistent teams in the field. It's not showing it yet. I don't, yeah, I don't, we'll see if that kicks in. Yeah, I don't. I at this point, I kind of feel like they won't. I feel like 
they found another level when they played VCU, and then I think after beating Kansas, I feel like they just feel invincible. Definitely. I mean, it's hard not to when you hit a three from another county in the game to overtime. Trey Burke's a monster. Yeah, he's absolutely insane. Though, I mean, if we're going to talk about Michigan, we have to give Mitch McGarry credit as well. Yeah, what was it, like 25 and 14? It's it's insane, and it's it's funny because my biggest one of my biggest criticisms besides consistency with them was that you know, while they had a plenty of talent on the wing that could shoot with Glenn Robinson and Hardaway and Stalkus, obviously, and Burke, they didn't really have a post. It was just kind of a guy there, and now he's given them a threat that Burke can pick and roll with and actually make space for their shooters. It's pretty much made their offense unstoppable. He was kind of a disappointment during the regular season. Yeah. Um, but come tournament time, he's been absolutely amazing. Well, he's only a freshman, right? So yeah. I mean, took some development time. He was one of the most highly touted guys coming in. They were talking about during the Florida game, they said he suffers from ADD. And so I guess he, I guess in the second half, has become more controlled of that and been able to slow the game down a little bit more. Hmm, I didn't know that. I mean, that's that's what they were talking about in the game. It said he was rushed in the beginning, and that's why he wasn't as good. And now he's kind of slowed down. I mean, he makes Interesting. A, a lot of the hustle plays for that team. Yeah, I'm surprised how athletic he is for a guy his size. I mean, he's 6'10", like 265, and he's pretty nimble on his feet. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's which, uh, unless somebody, I don't, I don't want to take over if somebody has something to add, but I figured this is a good segue to talk about, does Wichita State actually stand a chance? I don't think so. Kurt? I mean, we can say no, but we've been saying no for the last week and a half, so... Yeah, I'm more inclined to say that I think it's going to be a close game. I uh, was talking to my dad, I believe, before Louisville-Duke, and I told him I don't think Duke's going to stand a chance because I feel like Louisville's too fast for him. And I think that's what ended up happening in the second half. However, I feel like Wichita State is much more, I mean, I think their game's more built to deal with it better. But I, I still think Louisville's going to win. I just think they're too talented. Now I think they're even more motivated. I just don't know if Wichita State can score. Yeah, that's Google's a defense has been pretty nasty. That's that's a good point. Ohio State, I think, played right in their hands, wanting to play an ugly game. So yeah, and that was an ugly game. Don't let anyone convince you otherwise. It was physical. But speaking of ugly games, I mean, it's not as bad as Syracuse Marquette. That was miserable. That was hard to watch. We didn't even watch most of it. I watched a decent chunk of it. It was not not good basketball. Well, not good shooting. I mean, Syracuse shot okay in the second half. But yeah, the, the first half was was bad on both sides. And I think Marquette ended up finishing the game with like 22% sh- shooting. Yeah, something, what, 39 points, right? Yeah, the record for Elite Eight. Awful. On that same side of the bracket, Michigan looked really good going up against Cuse, who's, I think, looked almost just as impressive throughout the bracket. I mean, I guess it's open to interpretation, but I think they handled Indiana pretty well, and they pretty much completely shut down Marquette. Who do you guys see coming from that side? But I think Michigan's going to be able to shoot over the Cuse zone. Yeah, they've been I mean, so it, hot. It's just a tough matchup, though, because they're playing that zone better than anyone's ever seen it before. I mean, to completely shut down IU, who is just as good of a three-point shooting team as Michigan is, and then to, to absolutely handle Marquette, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you on both your points. I think that I'm curious, when Florida started to make a little bit of a comeback in the first half, they, they started going in a zone, and then that's when Stalkus went off. He just sat in the corner. Obviously, I think you have to have more than one shooter to break the zone. The thing that I think I'm looking forward to is Mitch McGarry, who we were talking about earlier. Unlike Indiana, even though Cody Zeller's a, a great talent, I think Michigan is a lot more physical down low. McGarry's a big boy. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think that if... 
Syracuse is you know closing out on three point shooters, which they normally do. I I would expect Burke to find a way to find some space and get McGarry going to try and suck the zone in and just trying to attack the opposite of whatever the zone's trying to cheat against, either McGarry inside or the three-point shooters outside. Yeah, it really just comes down to Michigan making their shots. I mean, you can obviously say that about anyone who faces the zone, but Michigan in particular with the inconsistency issues. Yeah, I think I think they'll do it. I, I'm going to pick Michigan. I'm with you. I see, I'll pick Michigan now, and now they'll, they'll, find, they'll finally lose. Maybe. You Speaking. can just change your pick so Blair and I are right. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> All right, switching gears, flipping over to the uh, other side of the bracket, you have Louisville versus Wichita State, and we kind of touched on this already. We don't think I, – I don't think anybody's going to pick Wichita State. Do you guys think it'll be a close game, though? Yeah, it'll be decently close. I mean, Wichita State doesn't have, obviously, as much talent as Louisville, but they're playing their hearts out, and at this point, you know, that can keep you in a game. Yeah, they've got absolutely no pressure. They've already exceeded everyone's like, expectations. I think the line's 10 points. I would expect them to cover, but I'm not going to pick them to win. Wow, the line's really 10? Yeah. Man, if I was a gambling man, I'd have somebody on a Wichita State. Yeah, I think I would take that too. So that would make the championship game for all three of us be Michigan against Louisville. Yep. And I don't know, just some thoughts on it. Personally, I think that Louisville, I've watched a few of their games, and the way they press and the defense they play, it's, it's just impressive the speed they have. I think that... Michigan, though, seems like the the team they don't want to see because if I remember correctly, I think VCU is a team that's predicated on pressing, too. And so with Burke, who doesn't turn the ball over, Michigan broke the press, ran up the court, and just shot open shots and ran VCU out of the gym. Now, obviously, Louisville's better, but still. Yeah, I mean, having Burke is a great weapon uh, against the press, but I think Louisville's got so much talent over. They can keep up with Michigan's talent. Yeah, I'd agree. That's definitely the game that I want to see because it matches up the best team in the tournament that's left, Louisville, with really the only style of play that can beat their zone and their kind of their run-and-gun offense. Definitely. I really just don't want to watch Syracuse again. So like, Syracuse-Wichita State would be the, the final that you absolutely want no part of. That, what is it? that would be it's, such a boring game to watch. Anyone want that besides Qs and Wichita State fans? Are there Wichita State fans? Yes. Their moms, at least. I probably just offended some Wichita State fan who listens to us religiously. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, I mean, better than the IU fans. That's true. So, if it's Michigan-Louisville, you guys both picking Louisville? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm... Not with confidence, though. I think I'm there with you. I'd like to see what they do against Q's. If they're... Get, granted, I think game in and game out it changes, but I think if they shoot well against Q's, I I, I might go with Michigan because I think if they're just going to get hot and stay hot, I don't know if you can stop them. I think actually more so I'd like to see how Louisville responds against Wichita State. Yeah, you could definitely see them coming out flat. You know, this injury, spending time at the hospital and all that. Maybe their minds aren't quite in the right spot coming to this game against Wichita State. Yeah, that's something I think I'm actually more curious in just to see how the team comes out maybe those first 10 minutes. Yeah, at the same time, though, I would I would certainly hope that a Patino coach team would not have those issues. Yeah, he's one of the best for a reason. I don't. Do you guys give the Wichita State team any chance? I mean, from the standpoint, if they come out flat, do you still think Louisville could put it away? Is it something that Wichita might be able to get up and slow them down enough that you could see an upset if they aren't good to go right from the bat? Well, when we were watching Ohio State come back against Wichita State, 
I was yeah, pretty confident five. that they were gonna come back and win. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I uh I think I, w- I was watching and then had turned it off and, and then was like, wait, wait a minute, what? Because, I don't know, Ohio State doesn't impress me as a team that could score a bunch of points rapidly. Just I mean, Deshaun Thomas I like, but the rest of the team, granted, I think the role players really stepped up to get them to the Elite Eight, but I think it's uh, a bit more of a weakness that Ohio State was able to make that run. Yeah, I mean, and they were doing it defensively rather than on offense, and that's something that obviously Louisville can do too. You know, just really pressure them. You know, if you're down between 6 and 10 points, just really ratchet up on defense, create some turnovers back into the game. Yeah, that's I can't I I agree with you. I think that's a good good point. For me, it's hard not to pick Louisville from the same standpoint that I used to take them out of that region in the first place. You know, they have what looks like easier Final Four game than Michigan or Syracuse, and so there's going to be fresher for a game that happens two days later. Do you think? Now, th- Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that was the primary reason I took them out of that South region, because regardless of who they were playing in the Sweet 16, it was going to be easier than whoever came out of that Duke-Michigan State game. Fair point. Do you guys think the week off helps, uh, or the, roughly the week off helps any team more than the others, or is it just the same for everybody else? I mean, if it helps anyone, it helps Michigan, because they get to study the zone a little more. Do you yeah, that, I agree with that. Do you think that works in reverse, and maybe Wichita can find some ways to break the price of Louisville? I mean, they'll have time to work on it, but I feel like it's going to benefit Louisville more than Wichita State, because no one knows anything about Wichita State. So having a whole week to prepare for them rather than just a day and a half or whatever, I think that's going to be a bigger deal. Whereas presumably the staff at Wichita State already knew a decent amount about Louisville. Yeah, that's actually a really good point for these bracket busters that happen. I I, I like your point, Kurt, because how many teams, I mean, how many bracket busters in recent memory have made it this far and then lose in the Final Four? I mean, George Mason and Butler and VCU, or excuse me, not Butler, George Mason and VCU, correct, both lost in the Final Four. Right. I think there might be something to your point there, Curtis. Yeah, I'm with you. This is kind of the point where talent starts to win out. Which just speaks more to our Louisville-Michigan title game. Yep. Thanks for tuning in for the triple option. We're going to take off. We'll probably be back and talk a little bit more about the tournament as it winds down. And take a look at something else. We're always open for suggestions. If you want to find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. I know Mike, he likes to pretend he knows everything. I do know everything. So there you go. Try and stop Mike. That's what you should do on Facebook and Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, hit me up. So for the triple option, I'm Blair Gunther. I'm Mike Monday. I'm Kurt Studebaker. And we'll catch you next time.